I discovered that book, I was like, wow, this is like outsourcing, this is delegation, this is virtual assistance and all of that. And I implemented a few things into the family business and I was able to free up a lot of my time. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Here we go again. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining another episode of The General Art of Crushing It. My name is Nathan Murath, and I'm your host today, and I'm super excited to have Mark Simpson with us today. Mark, how you doing? Welcome. Thanks for having me. No, yes, it's uh, great to be here. Nice to chat. So yeah, excited to see what we uh, what we get into. Wonderful. And let's start off with where's that accent from? Because they're not the typical accent that uh, we hear uh, on this podcast. Yes, yeah, so I am based over in the United Kingdom in a little town called uh, York, which is the northeast of here. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit of a different accent from what you may be used to on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like the the snark and the, the the UK snark. So hopefully we'll have some of that on the podcast. <laughs> I can really relate to that. Uh, before we dive in here, Mark, I'm curious to hear, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Who is Mark? Who is, uh, what do you do? Obviously you're involved in this uh, company and product called Boostly. We will talk about that, I'm sure, um, later on in the podcast. But other than that, who is Mark? What do you do? Uh, introduce yourself. So, uh, yeah, so basically I help short-term rental hosts so um airbnb hosts mid-term rental hosts whatever you want to class yourself as i help everybody in like the hospitality industry when it comes mm -hmm. to getting their, their own bookings like we call it direct bookings i've been doing this for for many years now started it in 2016 but sort of rewind even further back i was born into into hospitality i'm from a a very little town called scarborough which is one of the busiest tourist destinations in the united kingdom after after london and, and edinburgh and um i was just always surrounded by hospitality i grew up on a 200 acre farm uh which was a, a farm stay bed and breakfast we had 14 rooms and we had three holiday cottages and um i was just so used to always having strangers in in our house mm -hmm. uh, i grew up in this industry like grew up on the farm and you know i was so used to doing um waiting on tables for breakfast before going to school and changing beds and doing all the things over school holidays and uh it was like my late teens where i decided i wanted to do one thing and one thing only and that was escape escape the village escape the industry <laughs> and i uh i started doing soccer coaching so i really wanted to be a soccer player but i'm crap at playing football so i fell into coaching got all my badges and then i got this amazing opportunity in 2002 to go to america so uh, i arrived in tennessee in memphis tennessee in june sort of 2022 and then for the next seven years i would have five months in america like use up my visa as much as possible, come yep. back to the UK for seven months and then just keep repeating doing that. And I got to travel to every single state, coaching soccer, doing youth development. I loved it. 2009 sort of hit and, you know, a chat with the parents. I was like, what What are you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, you can't keep yeah. doing the soccer. And so I um, moved down to London, uh, fell into a company called Yelp, uh, which is the big review site, yep. which was Quipe at the time um, before they get bought out. And I just sort of um, started doing sales and marketing, doing that. And uh, I loved it. You know, I really enjoyed the marketing side. I really enjoyed the, the, the learning about Facebook, learning about 
Twitter, learning about Google, like reviews and, and all of that. 2012, we moved back up to uh, the family business, me, my wife and my my eldest, uh, who was like one at the time, he's, he's now mm-hmm. 10. And uh, my sort of, our role in the family business um, was to help get it online because all those years that I was around traveling and whatnot, um, they, they'd done everything with pen and paper. So it was a, it was a big challenge, 2012, getting everything online. Like we, we basically took 25 years of offline word of mouth and we put it online. And our goal was sort of spread the word and sort of bring the business into the 21st century. And it worked really well. I mean, we, in a short space of time, were able to get to the, one of the most recommended businesses on TripAdvisor, which is great. This is, this is when TripAdvisor was a thing in 2014. And <laughs> we were able to grow our Facebook page to be one of the most followed Facebook pages in, in the area, like independent businesses, which which was great. And the, the and overriding... This just, so sorry, this is just for your, the farm, your property, or were you doing this for others? No, just us, literally just oh, us. Wow. Um, and then in 2016, um, that's when I discovered a book by Tim Ferriss called The 4-Hour mm-hmm. Workweek. And um, up until that point, I was very proud of having like wearing my busy badge. <laughs> you know, I love to be yeah. busy, busy entrepreneur yeah. and all of that. And so um, after I discovered that book, I was like, wow, this is like outsourcing. This is delegation. This is virtual assistance and all of that. And I implemented a few things into the family business and I was able to free up a lot of my time. And then with that time that we freed up, I was able to then go to other networking events and meetings in mm-hmm. my town and scarborough is a is a funny place like one in every three houses is like a hospitality business it's a interesting it's either a hotel a guest house or a rental and at these meetups there's, there's always like at least 100 people and these meetups are one in every three months and it's, it's more of a chit chat more than anything and i yeah. went just to be a bit sort of inquisitive just to see who was there maybe network and maybe build some more relationships and it was at these meetings that so many people that i were meeting were the opposite of us like we were 80 percent direct 20 percent airbnb booking.com etc so like third parties everybody else was like a flip of that so they were 80 percent reliant on booking.com and then the 20 percent was their own marketing and you know i asked them like what are they doing to bring in their own bookings and everybody looked at me with a blank face and then i said well who's helping like where's the help from the local council where's the help from the local tourism bureau where's the Mm -hmm. help from x y and z and there there was nothing because there was no funding for it and, you know, it's just like that light bulb moment um, went off and I just said, right, well, I'll create a Facebook group. There was no Facebook group. There was no nothing like that. And I created it. Uh, it was called the Hospitality Community. And it was literally for the local businesses. Um, mm-hmm. But just like with anything, like the local businesses joined. I came every single day in that group and I posted help and advice and marketing tactics, etc. Yeah. And then the word of mouth spread. So then people from out of our town joined and then people from like Scotland and then Ireland and then Germany and expats in Spain and then Australia and then America. And before I knew it, with less than a year, we had a thousand people in the group and wow. everybody was coming in because they wanted to learn how they can market their hospitality business and not rely on an online travel agent, aka booking.com, yep. Airbnb, Verbo. And then um, it was during that time, there was just a ton of questions. Like every day in my inbox was getting questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? And I was like, there's got to be an easier way. You know, I was I was spending more time answering these questions in my inbox and I was working on our own family business. And so um, that's when the idea for Boostly came up. And the idea with Boostly was um, to create a online marketing course platform that 
hosts could go on and they could watch videos. So I just basically recorded myself doing all of these jobs, whether it was, you know, yeah. um, email, marketing, whether it's SEO, whatever. And I just placed it on a, on a course and I just said, listen, I need five people to test it. Five people put their hand up. They were the first ever members of Boostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, it's just grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. We've now um, got 40 members of, of staff, um, seven figures in, in annual revenue. We wow. do website design. We do content creation. We do training. Um, we've got over 2,000 clients. And our websites that we've produced um, this far, this year, so we're coming up to like the end of December, it's generated... Um, over four million dollars worth of direct bookings for our clients wow. as, as a company as a whole. So, it's it's really got some traction. We've got a couple of books out now, and it's uh, it's it's flying. And you know, it all just literally started with a um, an idea, and you know, a, yeah. a laptop and an idea and a, and a goal and a and a dream. And like my goal, my mission is to help one million hosts in my time of doing this. Help one million hosts cut down on their over reliance on Airbnb because there are still so many people especially in america especially in canada that they are so reliant on on airbnb to bring in their bring in their bookings and that is definitely an issue so so why we're doing it and and i'm curious i didn't think this conversation would go this way but you know i love the topic i'm curious why why do you believe people should go more the direct booking route versus you know leveraging these other platforms that provide a lot of functionality and service for you right yeah well when you rely so much on another business to bring in your revenue you are always susceptible to the Thanos snap and if those of you that don't know what Thanos is you've never watched an Avengers or a Marvel movie there's a point in the uh, in the Infinity Wars Marvel Marvel movie saga where Thanos um, is able to gather all of the things that he needed to gather to click his fingers that will disappear 50% of the universe the population of the universe right Mm. and and that example that I give that analogy is what Airbnb have over your business so if you are 100% reliant on Airbnb driving your bookings your revenue then it literally takes an Airbnb snap and half of your business can disappear so how can they do that well number one they may change up their algorithm. They may change up their listings yeah. and where your listing Which may be on page recently, one. Which they've done recently, right? Very yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. very recently. And all you have to do is jump in the forums, the bigger pockets forums, or the Airbnb yeah. forums, and just see stories and posts of people saying, I'm not getting bookings anymore. Number two, your your listing could get suspended for a, a guest complaint, which again is happening more and more. As the company grows, they've got less and less skilled staff members yeah. uh, and they're relying more on AI and robots to make decisions and when that happens you know they've got a policy on suspend first and then dig find out what's happening later the problem is when your listing is suspended or your account is suspended say it's suspended for four five six seven weeks if you're doing a you know a rent to rent model an arbitrage model or if you've got bills to pay and you can't get revenue coming in then that's a problem that's an issue um and they're, they're just two like little ones the big one was in march 2020 when you know, when all the restrictions were starting and lockdowns were happening, Airbnb, yeah, yeah. without giving any warning to anybody, they sent a message out to all of their guests to say, listen, if anybody has made a booking, doesn't matter what the policy is, you can cancel your stay right now free of charge. Yeah. And um, people did. They didn't give any warning to the host. They didn't give the host any chance to communicate with their guests. They just did it. And so that is the that that is the the downfall and the problem is is that there's so many people that that are literally over 80 percent reliant on on airbnb but they're not even got another account on verbo it's just all on one channel so what i say to everybody is that you know it's a it's it's 
there's pros and cons. There's a pro is that because this industry of hospitality is so in demand, you can literally create a listing today, put a couple of pictures up on your iPhone, post on, on Airbnb, list your business, and there's some dates that you could sell four or five times over in your town or city just because there's some dates that are so popular, whether it's an event, a national holiday, etc. So there's no other industry like this. Like for, for what I do, when I started Boostly, if there wasn't a, a business or a website that I could go and list my website design services on and I'd be guaranteed to get revenue. I've had to you know, build a brand. I've had to build a customer list. I've had to do social media. I've had to do all of the things that every other business has to do. But this hospitality industry is weird is that there are literally one or two websites that you can go on, list and get business. The problem is, is because it's so easy, it becomes a curse because you, you just become over reliant you become complacent you become lazy mm-hmm. because you just go you know what with all these plates that i've got to spin the marketing can just go over there with airbnb and then you know you, you rest on it and and you know then when that happens for whatever reason if the fan or snap happens then your business can suffer and i know so many people this year who have been affected in one way shape or form by the 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 updates the changes Yep. guests complaining and i know unfortunately so many people who never made it out of 2020 because they were solely reliant on one platform for their bookings and i mean not to sound provocative here and i don't want to stir stir the pot here but wouldn't boostly become that same single point of you know failure or control for for your customers or is no, it just we're, completely we're, different we're, we're not a booking platform all we are is a is a website and the main thing is i show and i coach people how to generate their own bookings Got so it. The, the the biggest misconception is they think that direct bookings is a platform direct bookings is a platform it's just the way it's like it's yeah, like with yeah. me and you do a do a do, do a transaction i would pay you directly instead of going hey i want to do business with you let me just go and contact this middle person first yeah. so direct boostly isn't a platform Boostly isn't an Airbnb. All it is is a website design service with an mm-hmm. e-learning, uh, e-learning aspect built into it, which shows you how to utilize email, how to use social media, how to utilize relationship building, networking, cryptocurrency, whatever you want to name it, to help yeah. generate your own bookings. I love it. Well, while we're on the subject and before we, we shift gears here a little bit, why don't you plug those couple books that you're talking about and Boostly? Is it just Boostly.com? Boostly.co.uk. Please don't go to .com because it will take you to a text messaging service, which I (laughs) I don't have a clue where where they are in the states. But yeah, no. When I created Boostly, um, in all honesty, I honestly thought it was only going to be a Scarborough UK thing. I'd never think it was going to be like a worldwide brand. But yeah, the more that we've grown and and whatnot, the more I've discovered Boostly.com. Yeah, it's a text messaging service for restaurants. (laughs) So it's not us. We're Boostly.co.uk. Yeah, not us. We're Boostly.co.uk. The book. um, So the first one released in February 2022 and this is called the book direct playbook so this is over a hundred tips on um, marketing tactics and tips that you can do to bring direct bookings in it's all of like my work from like the last 10 years put into like a 222 page book um, this one which is the, the, the more recent one is called the book direct blueprint this is the systems and the structures that you need to put in place to have in your in your business to have a business that will not only survive but thrive and you can grow and scale and who knows potentially sale in the future so it's more the systems and the structures to put in but yeah those Perfect. those are the two and um yeah if, awesome if you're and we'll make sure started, to yeah, we'll make sure to have boostly.co.uk and both books in the yeah. show notes here so everybody can go uh to the website and get their own copy and now um i mean it's a fascinating story and it sounds like you know boostly is very successful so far would you say that's your 
favorite success story about kind of your journey so far that you like to share with others? Or do you have others, you know, that, that our audience might, you know, relate to? Well, I think like having Boost is, is, is you know, it is going successfully. It is going really well. And I'm so proud of what we've built. But the biggest thing that I'm proud of is that I've built all of this and I've never had to sacrifice once family time. So I've got four kids. Um, we just had a little baby. Me and my wife have been together since two thousand and you know fourteen. Married in two thousand um, nine, like together. But everything Boothley has been built on is is like not to sacrifice the family time. Yeah, there's so many business owners and entrepreneurs and, and people that I know who travel all over the world, never see never see their, their wife or the kids at all, and it's sort of the, yeah. the business comes first. Well, this has been totally done the other way around. It's been built around the family. And, you know, I got asked this question a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, like, what are you most proud of? And that was the thing that I'm most proud of. I do 99.9% of the school runs morning and night. Um, the kids are literally on the other side of here. You know, we work from home or work where we've been. We've been, for the last five years, we've been traveling around the world. We've just now yeah. settled back in the UK, so... Um, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing that we've been able to been able to do that. And and why why do you think you've been able to to achieve this without sacrificing family? And I guess my question is, you know, what's your secret, right? How come you can do this and so many others, like you mentioned, actually don't and end up sacrificing, you know, everything: family, wife, kids, husband, because they're you know on you know this journey to you know business success, whatever that means for them. I don't know why other people fail. There's context to everything. You know, every relationship, every every parent is different. The scenarios are different. The context is different. Um, it was just for me. It was and for, for my wife Laura. You know, we got we're talking about the other day about the communication around it about mm-hmm. how this is this is the goal. This is what we're striving for. And you know, and we and we and we we make it work. We're we're a good team. Um, why do people fail? I don't know. There's literally so many contexts and scenarios and and ways yeah, of around course, it. it was, but, yeah. but but yeah, but um, but yeah, it's 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 just. Uh, I feel like the main thing is number one. I've built everything around the working schedule. Everything is is around the time. And reading that book by Tim Ferriss helped me realize that I didn't have to do all of this myself. You know, I know yeah. when you're first getting started to to think of like outsourcing tasks and getting people to help is is hard because you're always thinking about cash flow but when it comes to it and if you break it down that if you can have somebody even if you like you've, you've only got say a grand a month coming in from from sales mm-hmm. if you can have somebody and you can find somebody that you can outsource tasks for $50 or $100 but it means that you will then save 10 to 20 hours of, of your week then that 10 to 20 hours of your week you can use towards new business that will help bring in the new so I think one of the things that I did early, very early on was, you know, not be afraid or didn't feel like I had to wait to a certain point of revenue before I could bring in people to help, like outsource and delegate, read the right books, followed the right people, took on the right advice, joined the right Facebook groups and just, you know, just made sure that when I was working, whatever hours I was working, whatever hours in a day that I had designated two hours to, to working, it was solely focused working time. So, for example, no, no notifications on my phone, no notifications on my computer or laptop. There's, you know, there's focus mode on all the time. It's always been that way. Um, making sure that there's no shiny objects over here. Just having a yeah. core thing. Making sure that every day when I start, I've got like my list of things that are written out in front of me. This is what I got to get done today. So it's and it's just solely focused on that. So I can get done. 
in two hours now what most would get done on an eight or ten hour day just because it is solely laid out for me focus here's what i got to do 95 percent of boostly is being run now by other people like we're lucky that we've been able to grow to a team of 40 so it just means that my goal now is solely focused on driving the business forward and you know doing podcasts like this which helps bring more awareness of, of what we're doing awesome i love it well it sounds like you've got it figured out at least to to bring you this much success this far that's awesome and if i kind of flip it around a little bit here do you mind sharing with us like an a, a difficult time in your life or maybe an incredibly difficult time in your life that you feel like you weren't as successful and maybe in a rut um we've been lucky we we have, we have been lucky compared to compared to most isn't there's not been touch wood anything majorly dramatic that that has happened mm-hmm. in in life family and whatnot i feel like the, the most important part where boostly was literally at a crossroads of right at the very start when um you get that first tax bill you know for the when i first started boostly i was rubbish with money money management the one thing that i didn't really learn about is you know making sure that you put money aside for taxes and whatnot and then that first tax bill comes along and you're like oh crap i gotta find Ouch. x amount in like a short space of time um and, and that was literally i will never forget the having the meeting with the accountant getting the, the amount that i needed to find within a short space of time the driver back it would could literally have gone like two ways my head could have gone one or the other but um was able to focus on what i needed to do that was the goal what what i had to do you know um said to laura like, listen i just need a couple of weeks where i you know i'm not going to be around as much it was, this is was back in 2017 and i just got in the office cracked on just sent tons of new business messages like um asking to get on a call seeing what i can do to help da, 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 and then was able to make it happen and then from there just learn <laughs> learn about it and obviously then went and found a, a better accountant and somebody that can you know be more proactive with money yeah. management and then i discovered mike mccallowicz's uh, profit first book which yeah. was phenomenal and, fantastic book you know went down the mike mccallowicz rabbit hole now i'm a massive fanboy and i get to meet him in a couple of months time which i'm excited for so yeah it's just things come along at the right time that help guide you down certain route so that was definitely a, one of those moments and other than finding like the right accountant for you know not reproducing or replicating this mistake again what else did you learn from this this experience i think you a lot of people talk about resilience a lot of people talk about mm-hmm. when you're back up against the wall you you can you can do it you know it's not a nice place to be back up against the wall etc but you are i think feel that we are very resilient we do have that sort of like just just get it done and you can you, you can see it from other big books and biographies and you know one another big book that i love is tools of titan by tim ferris where he he puts all of his 200 podcast episodes and he puts it all into like one big book and mm-hmm. the big common theme is that you know when you need to get shit done you can just you do it just pull your sleeves up just get it yeah. done um, which is just like anything deadlines at school deadlines at work you know whatever it's just you you, you have something you work towards it and you know you, you're able to push through yeah, yeah absolutely like work ethic i love it um and, and maybe this is the the answer to this next question i have here for you but i'm i'm curious you know we all from time to time in life encounter folks and interact with folks that are you know maybe kind of glass half empty right where everything is you know slightly more negative than maybe you would see it right or you know blaming everything and everyone uh, around them for their lack of success right and you've obviously found success um you know in your life so far you've shared it with us which is awesome but what do you 
tell or what do you do uh, when you find yourself in these situations where you're interacting with somebody that's kind of glass half empty, right? Versus, or maybe to help them get to a place where they're like glass half full, you can do it positive, right? Yeah. No, I, I am definitely a, a glass half full kind of person and it definitely helps by doing, you know, the um, the personality tests and, you know, the, the wealth dynamics and those sort of personality tests where you can sort of see, like, what's your personality test? What are you driven by? What's, like, happens and da-da-da-da. When I meet somebody that is the other, I mean, we, we, it's, it is good to sort of have people like that in your life because, you know, you can't all be surrounded by people that are literally the same. But yeah. I, I, will, I will say that... Um, I will say that what one thing I do have done, and this is again something that a lot of people say, is I've managed to cut out a lot of the negativity uh, yeah. or the negative people in and out of the, the life. You know, you got to surround yourself, especially in like an entrepreneurial sort of way. You got to surround yourself with your five chimps. You know, those five people that will push you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely like in my little entrepreneurial group. But obviously, when doing what I do and we're trying to help so many people trying to help a million people not everybody that comes into your world is going to be a you know glass half full yeah you say do this and I'll do that and then you know I'm so excited to go down this route a lot of people will be skeptical will be pessimistic especially when I got started you know when I got started I was this you know a uh, young 30 year old um you know done it for our family business but a lot of people sort of stepped back and waited i guess they sort of waited to see what other people's results are from my training before mm-hmm. delving in their time money or both and so there was a lot of skeptical people then like i don't really trust what he's doing x y and z but the main thing that i've i've done is just showing up every single day not put any massive pressure to join i'll say listen i'm yeah. going to be here for a long time i'm not here for the for the short time, I'm going to be here for a long, long time to come. You can jump on board now, or you can jump on board later. I'm going to be here, and I'm just going to keep rocking up every single day. 99% of what I do and what I give out is free, um, and then that 1% of like the paid, I feel like is the better than anything else out there. So, and so do the. So when the clients do decide to take that leap and join, whoever that may be, somebody who, who I've spoken to maybe four or five years ago, and they were pessimistic, they weren't really sure. They they did think oh, I'm not. I don't think it's going to work for me. By the time you know they keep coming back and checking in every now and again, it literally happened two weeks ago. Somebody just recently joined, who I spoke to four or five years ago, and now they've gone. You know what? Now I'm ready. So it's just a case of keeping showing up, keep spreading the message, keep being resilient with it. And if you can stick it out this long, then good things will will, will just naturally happen. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you shared so many great tips, obviously, here. I'm curious, and maybe this is not a fair question to ask, but I'm going to ask anyway. I'm curious if there's, you know, one key that helped you, Mark, right? Unlock your success. What would that be? Because you mentioned everything from, you know, cutting out negativity to focus to, you know, daily discipline and consistency, right? To never giving up to, you know, partnerships and families and, and people around you. What if you had to pick one? What, yeah, what? Um, I do have one, actually. Uh, imperfect action applied at su- speed is the key to success. So the reason behind that, that quote is that procrastination can kill any good idea. So the trick is, and I know that Zuckerberg has this up at the Facebook office. He says that done is better than face, uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah. So it's the same sort of philosophy. Imperfect action applied at speed is the key to success, and that is literally what we have done with with Bootsley. We could have sat on so many ideas for so long, but when you sit on it for so long, it never comes to fruition. 
we love to experiment with new ideas, new features, new tools, whatever that may be. But we yeah. we sort of have the base. We get it live. We get a core group of testers to come in. Um, they cover the initial cost of what it would be to sort of set this up. We we then don't talk about it. We we test it with the testers, and then if it works and it's successful, then we 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 act quick and we get it up and live and, and we and we always constantly pivot and changing and and whatnot so that is the the 100 the key thing like show up every day be consistent be disciplined don't procrastinate and just crack on and and, and make things happen that so i couldn't relate more and i love that i love that quote um you know i'm a very much a, like an action taker myself right at least take the next step and figure it out and you know or take the next next i guess best educated best informed step so often though we run into people that are just stuck you know analysis paralysis or let me research this one other thing let me listen to this one other podcast how do you break that pattern how do you break that cycle for yourself or someone doesn't sound like you're victim of this but for others this is this could be again part of the personality test i'm like i i'm figuring out more and more that i don't surround myself i don't like to work with communities so like where there's tons of decision makers or yep. big corporates where there's tons of decision makers because that is when the problem lies i like personally working with or working alongside business owners like where it's just one decision maker where we can just just crack on um again we've had people that have procrastinated we've had people that have said mm -hmm. i just want to watch one more thing i just want to wait one more week i want to wait one more season i want to wait while i'm not busy problem is, is that there's always going to be summer there's always going to be a birthday a school holiday there's always going to be a task a job a deadline or whatever and you know it's there's a really good book for it it's um james uh, clear where he talks about effective yep. habits and atomic and this habits. Is like a, atomic habits a prime yep. example thank you a prime example of it is that as as people as humans like we're recording this now in the last week of, of uh, last month of the year december in a couple of weeks time everybody's going to start talking about the goals that they're going to set for 2023 yes. and the problem is is right there and then is they set a they set a goal they don't say i want to every day this is the habit that i am going to do that's going to help me to to, to get there to say right this year i'm going to get a six pack right but they won't then know what the daily thing they need to do to to get to that to get to that level and this is the biggest problem with, with so many people they go right i want to wait until i am ready i want to wait until everything is perfect but there's never yeah. going to be a perfect scenario so the best thing to do is to start it build it break it and just go for it and then the, the, what's the worst that the, literally what what's the worst that could can happen if you really want that safety net to do if you really want the safety net of your job while you're building this thing then then sound do that um and then you're just gonna have to put the hours in outside of whatever to to, to, to get it to get it done but it all boils down to what we first started talking about is communication with your spouse your partner your significant yep. other to, to 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 make sure that um everybody's all on board yeah a hundred percent. I love it. A bunch of good book recommendations here. And uh, which brings me to my next question for you, Mark, here is, uh, do you have a, I mean, you obviously shared, I think four or five by now, uh, which yeah. again, we'll make sure all of these are in the show notes. Is there another one or a, a specific book that you'd like to recommend our audience read? I think if you could just pick one from the ones that I've mentioned, it would be Tools of Titans. Um, that's a book for me that's had such a, a massive impact for me by Tim Ferriss because it's, he's interviewed 200 of the world's best 
and yeah. whether it's health whether it's wealth or, or whatever there's something in there for you and it's not a book that you pick up on page one and you page to read to page to whatever you you can just move from one to the other so you can have a chapter yeah. on Wim Hof and then go to Tony Robbins and then move to you know uh, one of the found, founders of Twitter and it's like it's all it's all good it really is fantastic stuff and you can learn so much from there and you can pick up little bits and bobs so I would say uh, regardless of where you are in your journey Tools of Titans is, is, a, is a fantastic book and if you're stuck and this is the second one like a little side one to put in if you're stuck and you're trying to figure out well what is it that I'm meant to do? Simon Sinek, Start With Why, is always a good one because, again, it sort of helps, adds that sort of clear, what am I doing this for? Yeah, two fantastic books that, again, we'll make sure are in the show notes here. And what about a like a, a tool or a piece of technology that you use or like that you've, that's helped you reach success? Um, so Boostly, of course. But well, well, for, for me on a daily day basis, so I like taking yeah. out of the equation. So what what tool have I used the most? It's, so active campaign has been fantastic. Um, it's a CRM. I really do dig that. Uh, I really do enjoy using that. Calendly has been phenomenal in terms of um, helping setting meetings. But the, the, the biggest one is a free one. And it's a Gmail extension called Boomerang. Um, and what that basically does is you you install the free extension and when you send an email to somebody you can have a little tracker installed so you'll know when they'll open it um, which is really effective but also as well you can have it boomerang so if they don't reply back within a week it boomerangs at the top of your inbox and says hey you know I've sent Nathan a message um, he's not replied so then you can just jump back in and resend it so it's a it's a it's a really really effective tool there so Calendly Active campaign is a paid one. Calendly is free. And then, yeah, so Boomerang, the, the Gmail extension is free as well. Awesome. Again, we'll make sure these are in the show notes. I actually use a lot of those, so I can uh, totally second that. They're fantastic tools. And as we bring this to a wrap here, Mark, uh, last couple of questions for you. First one is, how do you want um, our audience to reach out to you, if at all? And second, maybe more importantly, how would you like our audience to help you out? What can, can our audience do for you? Oh my! So, if you want to help, please go and pick up a copy of the of the blueprint. It's the most recent book that we have launched, and every single uh, penny of profit that comes from it goes to charities. So, please, 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 even if you just go and pick up the the ninety nine cents uh, Kindle version, that would be huge. Uh, if you want to reach out, um, Instagram. Uh, I love Instagram. It's the easiest channel. It's at Boostly UK. So at B O O. S-T-L-Y-U-K come and say that you've, uh, you've, you've heard it on the podcast and come and say hey happy to answer any questions awesome wonderful well, with that Mark thank you we'll send everyone over to boostly.co.uk grab those their copies of those different books and if you are uh, if there are no other uh, parting words here Mark thank you so much for your time I uh, really appreciate you hanging out with us today and we'll make sure everybody reaches out to you I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It's, it's nice to answer questions that aren't just around hospitality. It's nice to dig into other aspects. So thank you. Good questions. Thank you. Awesome. All right, Mark. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.